Daily Radio Essentials Podcast. A podcast about radio with your host, James Marriott. Hello and welcome to the Radio Essentials Podcast, the glorious month of May 2022. Uh, according to my mum, the first month of the year where it's all right to leave the house without taking your big coat with you. Uh, I'm James Marriott. Thank you for joining us. So, who is our guest from the big wide world of the wireless today? Well, it is a pleasure to introduce from Sunrise Radio, Anushka Aurora. Hi, Anushka. Hi, James. How are you doing? Do you think that my mum's advice is accurate there? Is it all right to go out without the big coat in May? Do you know what? It is accurate, but... Because we live in the UK, I will always carry a cardigan or a jumper with me. I just have to do it because I get so scared. If it just suddenly rains, if there's a snowstorm in May, you just have no idea what is going to happen. But yes, it's a risk. But I do agree with your mum there for sure. <laughs> I'm, I'm with you 100% here. I always I have like a, a little, I think the phrase is packamac, but I have one of those, you know, those kind of um, like raincoats that folds in on itself and then just yes. neatly goes in your pocket. Even in like the warmest days of summer, it's like I've learned the hard way. Take it everywhere. Take it yes. everywhere. Same here. And I'm I'm generally a person who's always feeling really cold. So it the 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 cardigan or the jumper always comes with me. Mm-hmm. Brilliant. Um, I I have a, a slightly, well, actually a very obscure affinity with Sunrise Radio. Um, and I'll tell you this story. It's probably very boring. But way back when I was genuinely a schoolboy, um, <laughs> I was uh, doing some work with a community station in the, in the town where I was doing RSL broadcasts. So this, for anyone that doesn't know, an RSL broadcast is where you do, you can do two of them a year. And they're like 28-day broadcasts um, on FM. Um, and they're kind of like for... Um, you know, not not proper real radio stations, but for people who are kind of having a bit of a go at, at, at radio. And anyway, we got quite fancy at one point and we started taking the IRN news every hour. And the deal with that was that you had to have a Sky satellite dish in the racks room. And yes. Sunrise Sunrise Radio must have been on a Sky <laughs> channel. And so um, you would uh, you play your jingle up to, uh, up to the hour uh, and um, Sunrise Radio was on one of the faders. So we'd pop up Sunrise Radio, we'd take the news via Sunrise Radio, Radio, and then obviously right. you pull it back down. But it was fascinating because, and obviously we'll we'll talk more about um, Sunrise as we go, but you could listen to Sunrise Radio on pre-fade in the studio. So during the songs, I'd be listening. And I used to find it really fascinating because it was unlike any other radio station that I'd listened to. Um, oh and so goodness. I was kind of, I was sort of mesmerised by it. So um, there you go. That's my, my, my obscure affinity. That with, is um, brilliant. James, let me ask you, who, do you remember the name of the presenter that you used to listen to? Oh, Anushka, I can't remember what I had for tea yesterday. So I... <laughs> Absolutely no chance whatsoever, um, whatsoever. But I am really keen on talking more about um, Sunrise Radio shortly. Uh, obviously, we'll talk about you and your career as well. First, though, we always start with our icebreaker, which we do via the medium of the Celebrity Birthdays game. Oh so we've got, my god! <laughs> we've got we've got four people who all have their birthday in May, and all you've got to do is work out whether their age is higher or lower than okay. the last one. It's just a okay. bit of fun and um, okay. see whether you can get them all right. So our starting point, we are in the world of acting. It's uh-huh. Robert Pattinson. So um, actor and part-time vampire. So um, his birthday is the 13th of May. Obviously, you don't have a starting point here. So just yeah. hazard a bit of a guess. What age do you reckon me? 
maybe oh for Robert God. Pattinson. Oh my God, I'm so bad at guessing ages. It's <laughs> it's just embarrassing. I'm gonna I want to say fifty. Am I just uh, way out? <laughs> you are, you are a little bit out. Um, he is 36 on Ooh. the 13th of May. Don't ever ever tell anybody I said this. <laughs> Let's hope he never listens. Let's hope he never listens. We're going then from Robert... Pa- it gets easier now because you've only got to say higher yeah, or lower. Good, um, I'm glad. Enrique Iglesias, so Latin Ooh. singer megastar. His birthday is the 8th of May. Do you think higher or lower mm. than 36? And I think this is cruel because he's been around for quite a while, but he's he never has. aged. He does yeah. not age. Well, this is it. Now, Now it's... it's um, I'm going to say... I want to say, I'm going to say higher. You would be correct to say higher. Yay! It's actually quite a bit higher, 47 for Enrique um, okay. Iglesias. I think okay. he's looking pretty good for 47, it fair play definitely to is, definitely is. Uh, next, we are staying actually with the world of music for Lily Allen. Her birthday, mm. 2nd of May, higher or lower than 47? Oh, I'm going to go lower. 37, so you are correct to go lower. Well done. You're doing well. And then the last one, we're actually going back to the world of acting, actually. 16th of May is the birthday for Megan Fox. So higher or lower than 37? Mm. Oh, um, I'm going to go higher. I think this is really, really difficult because I think of Megan Fox as being around for quite a long time. So I was surprised, actually. It's lower. She's 33. Oh, my God. Wow. I It does feel like she's been around for a long, long time. Well, this is it. This is why I said higher. Oh, interesting. Interesting stats here today. But you got you got two of those right. Most people only get one, so you can give yourself a gold star for that. Well done. <laughs> uh, right, it gets easier now because we just talk about radio. So, um, when was that kind of like, that moment that you realised that radio was for you? Take me back to that kind of that moment where it just clicked and you were like, "Radio, that's where I want to be." So I'm going to say it was around when I was at university. So I was studying a degree in journalism, and um, with journalism. I was studying all the different modules, so online writing, I was doing crime reporting, um, I was doing newspaper writing and I was doing magazine writing and then we were doing editing and then we had a module for broadcast journalism, which was, of course, TV and radio. So I really, really took a liking uh, towards radio and TV and I'm just like, I just loved it. I just really used to look forward uh, to attending uh, those lectures and classes and because it was quite um, it was more than sitting and listening to someone talk for an hour or so it was actually doing stuff like editing and filming and uh, you know recording um, so whilst I was at uni I actually started um getting a lot of experience at hospital radio because I was told if you wanted to get into radio, it's hospital radio where mm-hmm. you need to kind of, you know, make your foundation. So I then applied to my uh, local hospital at the time, which was Ealing Hospital. And then I started doing a two hour Bollywood show every Sunday morning. 
um, in in the wards, uh, you know, where the patients would be able to listen. Although I think nobody ever listened, but <laughs> I think it was just my passion that I just used to kind of get up on a Sunday morning. I wasn't able to drive at that time because I had not passed my driving test. So my sister used to get up with me. She used to drop me, come back home. She used to sleep for two hours and then come and pick me up again. <laughs> so that was like an every Sunday routine. Um, and I just loved it. I absolutely just loved t- you know, going into the studio and putting that mic fader up and playing music and, you know, just talking um, uh, about what I love, which is, you know, showbiz and Bollywood. So I think it was at university was that point where I was like, okay, this is what I really want to do. That's that's brilliant. I've, I've said this before on the podcast, but I, I, I mean, I'll say every time this this subject comes up that... I don't think it matters whether or not you're walking through the doors of like a, a national radio station or, you know, broadcasting to the entire world or you're on a massive, like, you know, kind of internationally known brand or whether you're on hospital radio. Like just the act of going in, turning a microphone on and, and talking is just amazing. And and yeah. some of my best radio experiences were were back on the station that I mentioned earlier, which was um I'll I'll name check it, YMCA Radio Barnsley, which was the 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 RSL station that I was on. But it was just amazing because it's you know you can never you ne- you can never do your first ever radio show again. Like there will always be a first time that you that you do that. And it's just it's such an amazing feeling, isn't it? Absolutely, yes. And I think also when you're in the studio, it's quite daunting because there's so many buttons. There's like this big desk and you're just like, wow, this is a lot. But, you know, as years go by and as you would know as well, you just you you can do it with your eyes closed. You can put up any fader and you know what to do and you know kind of what to say. So, um, you know, just going from, like you said, that first moment of you being on radio to you know, years down the line. It's it's quite a beautiful medium, actually. Yeah, it is. I'm just disappointed that radio stations don't have Sunrise Radio on their faders anymore. I, I, <laughs> I'm disappointed that that's no longer the case. Um, talk, talk me through then from, um, so obviously you're, you're at university, you start doing mm. hospital um, radio. Kind of take us through your career from that point. So, uh, so I spent quite a lot of years doing hospital radio because I really, really wanted it to be, you know, as a really good base and a foundation for my career. Um, I also was told, again, community radio was really, really good, you know, to have it on your CV and stuff as well. But just actually going back to uh, hospital radio, I did have this really big boost of confidence because there were these hospital radio awards that happened. And um, I got nominated for best female presenter at Wow. Uh, you know, one of the years. Yeah. And, and you know, we had this really big ceremony. I think it was in Liverpool uh, where my mum and dad and my sister came with me. And, you know, it was like my first nomination for, for an award. And, wow. and it was really a massive confidence boost. And I was like, OK, you know what? This is amazing. Although I didn't win it, but I think just being nominated for it, I think it was just such a big deal in itself at the time because I have it was just this was all new to me at the time um and then that kind of gave me the boost to jump on to do community radio so i did a lot of uh community radio with south kilburn fm i'm not sure i think that still exists i'm not sure if it does or not um and i did with the uh, wheelston fm as well so i was kind of juggling like all mm-hmm. three ward radio and these two community radios as well and you know it was just about me jumping on and getting as much experience as i could and although the 
the two community radios, they were predominantly, you know, it was black music, it was black owned, which was really, really nice as well uh, to see that. But they allowed me to do a two hour Bollywood show, um, you know, on a weekly basis. They were like, you know, absolutely just kind of do do your thing. It's radio at the end of the day. Um, so I loved it. I loved it. They loved it. There was such a lovely team. And then um, and then after that, and it wasn't so long after university, I got my first job, which was at Club Asia, which is now Sunrise Radio. So Club Asia 963 and 972 AM was one of like, you know, the young hips, hip kind of uh, youth uh, Asian radio stations at the time. So I was uh, put on the graveyard shift at that time because it was a big radio station and it was you know my first really big gig uh so i was given the early breakfast show which was 4 a.m to 6 a.m in the morning um so i and that was in east london so i was based in west london so i'd literally like get up in the middle of the night and do my graveyard shifts uh, as a as a good radio presenter uh, would uh, so i did that for a few months and then eventually I got put on to a Saturday afternoon slot as well, as well as doing the early breakfast show too. And then, of course, came, you know, when people were off sick or they wanted time off, I was just kind of jumping in on, you know, covering shows and stuff. And I think that passion really, really led me to where I am today, because then after Club Asia came Sunrise Radio, then BBC Asia Network, and then Sunrise Radio was going through quite a lot of changes at the time because the frequency originally was 1458. Uh, so that unfortunately got brought over by a different company. And then we had taken over the 963 or 972 AM, which was originally Club Asia, but it's now Sunrise Radio. <laughs> I, I find this stuff really fascinating when you kind of, um, you get this a lot now with um, with like heart stations and the capitals and stuff, and you kind of trace their history back through all the different things that it's been before. And they inevitably end up on like a, you know, a medium wave station in the 80s and the 90s and stuff. And yeah. I think it's, it's just fascinating to... Um, to to hear that so um what tell, tell us about what you're doing now so at the moment i am currently presenting a afternoon show so it is uh, 12 o'clock in the afternoon and it finishes at four so it's a big four hour show uh, again it's very bollywood heavy it's very music based very movie based um but it's all surrounded with bollywood interviews red carpet premieres um i would i would say in live interviews but it's more zoom interviews now but a new music old music so many interviews uh and and alongside that i i host a lot of uh live concerts as well so like um, a lot of the Bollywood singers that come to UK when they do their UK tours, I normally end up emceeing an event comparing at um, their concerts. So I know over the last couple of years, it's been obviously there haven't been any concerts, but it's just picking up now, which is really nice. Uh, so, yeah, juggling between that and live shows, which is really lovely. And um, as you say, the last couple of years have, have kind of been a little bit of an anomaly. But but looking back over probably the last twenty years, like the, the whole sort of Bollywood scene, the whole movement has just become huge, hasn't it? In the yeah. in the UK, where once I think it was, it, it was probably unheard of, um, and uh, you know, there won't be anyone now that doesn't know what we mean when we talk about um, Bollywood. But of course, that's not always been the 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 case. So you know, you've kind of been sort of through all of that, really. 
Yeah, I mean, the thing is, before, I think, I just think the times that we live in now are so different. Yeah. Like, before, we didn't have social media. So, any celebrities that would come to Sunrise Radio, it would just be word of mouth or it would be through our advertising because we're a commercial radio station. But now, you know, forward to 2022, you just need to put out one post, you know, saying that this person is going to be uh, at the Sunrise Studio. You'd have like a line of people outside the studio uh, within, you know, a less amount of time. But it it's different. I think the beauty of what Bollywood used to be back then was different in its own time. And now it's different as well because I feel like you almost have a personal connect with the actor given that social media is around now like I can tweet an actor and they can reply back to me I can you know comment on uh, on an actor's Instagram picture and they will see it they will see the picture they will see my comment because let's face it all celebrities go through the comments of what is written under their picture right so you know they know that their fans exist they know that the media exists and also I think the relationship between a journalist and a celebrity has become very, very different now. You know, they, I feel like in a way they have to keep it very real and very, they can't say anything bad or, you know, because I could just put out one tweet and say, oh, I had a really bad experience and that's just going to, you know, ruin their reputation, so to speak. So it has changed a lot. Um, but it's nice to know that, you know, a lot of the youth in the UK, the you know, the British Asians in the UK uh, still follow Bollywood. They still listen to it. They're still interested in it. They still get excited by it because, you know, there's always that fear. Will the newer generation, will they kind of keep connected to their culture or not? But I'm quite proud to say that it's still pretty much alive. Okay, brilliant. Um Let's talk a little bit about Sunrise Radio because um, there may well be people listening to this who who maybe don't know a lot about um, Sunrise Radio, and I, I sort of think for people that that don't aren't aware of it, it's probably the biggest radio station that they don't really know anything about because it is a huge, huge station. Tell tell us a bit about it. So Sunrise has been around for uh, I want to I want to say thirty five odd years now. It was one of the first Asian commercial radio stations ever in the UK. So it gave it gave the Asian community something to listen to. It gave them news. It gave them music. It gave them you know radio presenters to connect to, and it has been round and round and round for so many years. It's something that I grew up listening to because, you know, my parents used to listen to it. And and I still get a lot of people saying that to me. Um, you know, I, I still get a lot of people saying, oh, you know, um, they may have not heard of it, but they would always say, oh, you know, my mum listens to you, my dad listens to you. Uh, so that, that connect is really, really nice. You know, they've heard of it. They've, you know, grown up with it, which is really nice. Um, but I think Sunrise has also changed quite a bit with the times like it should do. Um, it used to have, like, obviously it's gone through so many presenters. You know, we used to have a Sunrise TV at one point as well. You know, Sunrise Radio used to be part of 
the Lit Corporation, where we used to have many other radio stations, but, you know, uh, sadly, the Lit Corporation uh, had to sell them. So we're now left with just Sunrise on its own. But it was humongous, uh, that company was. You know, there was a massive team. We, we, used, to ba- we used to be based in a very iconic building in Southall. Um, you know, it was a really tall building. There used to be, like, the hustle and bustle of it. There used to be so many people coming in and out and, you know, like... There'd be like three new recruits every day and would everyone just be like, who is this? Who is this? Have you seen that new person (laughs) kind of thing? Um, But obviously, you know, over the years it downsized um, and stuff. But I think it's still it's still got that classicness to it. Um, You know, when you when you put on Sunrise, you know that it is Sunrise Radio. Absolutely. Absolutely. So um, you're. It's not just radio that you've done, is it? Mm. You've 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 had you've you've been on the you've been on the big screen, haven't you? You've been on yeah. the silver screen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have actually. That was quite shocking for me as well because um, this film that was being shot here in, in London, I I had just gone on as an extra just to gain some experience of what it's like being on a film set with probably one of the biggest Bollywood superstars, Shah Rukh Khan. Um, and lo and behold, I was just supposed to be in one scene as a wedding guest, not really being seen, but, you know, just in the background. Um, uh, t- so it was funny because towards the end of that shoot on that day, I remember um, the casting director, who was a lady, they had hired a local lady uh, from the UK as well. And um, they were like, oh, we're looking for a journalist. And I just happened to be standing there. And I think it was somebody from the India crew who had a paper in his hand and he just gave it over to me. He said, just read that one line. And it was in Hindi. So I read it and he was like, right, come tomorrow. I was like, okay, (laughs) fine, I'll come tomorrow. So I went the next day and um, I had absolute no idea that I would literally be saying this one dialogue to Shah Rukh Khan, like the Shah Rukh Khan. So it was a whole day shoot. We were doing the same scene over and over again. And, you know, like it was a scene where I was asking a really silly question, like being really like a sarcastic journalist, being really cocky. And then Shah Rukh Khan, he would just have to like shout back at me in the scene. And then afterwards, bless him, he apologised to me. He was like, I'm really sorry, didn't mean to shout at you. I was like, no, it's absolutely fine. You know, just do your job. Um, but the thing is, when you're filming these things, you really don't know what's going to make it to the final cut. I, I had no idea that this was going to make it. So, you know, I was invited down to the premiere, uh, not the premiere, the screening, the media screening of this film. And um, I was sitting, watching it, as I would just normally do. And... Um, all of a sudden the scene just pops up and I'm like, yay, I made it. I made it to the final cut. <laughs> so I was really, really happy about that. Um, wow. That sounds yeah. like an amazing moment, that kind it of was. seeing it was. yourself there. Did you know that you were going to be in the final cut before that moment? No, that no. Was the, that was the first that you knew of it. That's yeah. amazing. Yeah. And this was, I think it was about a day or two before its release. And I honestly, it was... It was just one line that I said. I mean, I'm, you know, I'm not talking about you know a good five, ten minute. I'm talking about one line, which is probably like took me ten seconds to say. But 
It counts. I mean, it counts. It counts, yeah. And I literally almost just jumped up off my seat and I just couldn't wait to tell like my mum and dad and my sister when I got home that day. And I was like, oh my God, I can't believe... Because the thing is, when you shoot these kind of things and, you know, they really hound it into your head saying look, you've shot for it, but we don't know if it's going to make it to the final cut. So basically don't get so excited about it uh, until you actually watch the movie. And then I got so many messages after that, after it released and all of that. It was just brilliant. It was so lovely. That's amazing. That's amazing. <laughs> um, I mean, I, and you've, you've been involved in so many different things as well. So we, obviously you've touched on, um, you know, kind of the Bollywood shows and, and, and kind of doing the, the hosting, the emceeing and stuff like that. Tell me about um, Big Boss in India back in 2016. Tell me about that. Yeah. So, so Big Boss is the Indian version of Big Brother that happens here. Um, and it is one of the most, as we know, the most controversial reality shows that we get to watch, whatever country it's in. But with India, I feel like they like to add to the spice and the drama and, you know, the music and all of that. So I used to talk about Big Boss on my show every every day, almost every day, because it used to air here Monday to Friday. And then on Saturday and Sunday, it had another really big superstar who used to host the show who... His name's Salman Khan. So it was, it's massive, that show is. Um, so, you know, I really got into it. And then uh, Sunrise managed to do a really, really good tie up with the TV channel that it was airing on Colours TV. So Sunrise said to me, you know, do you want to go to Big Boss, to India? and broadcast live from the finale and I think my jaw just dropped and I'm like are you actually serious like are you serious this is not a you know some kind of joke and they were like no and I'm like just yes just yes yes and yes um so it was it just it was such an amazing experience such an amazing experience I've never done anything like this before I think it was my first I want to say it was my first international broadcast, but I might be lying there. But it was it was probably my first international broadcast in the heart and in the hub of Bollywood. So mm. Mumbai, you know, we're talking glitz, glamour. We're talking literally what I talk about everything in my four hour show. And we're now going there. So we got up and flew to Mumbai with the TV channel. We took, you know, we had a big competition here. So we took, I think, four of our listeners uh, with us who had the opportunity to fly out to be at the finale, to watch the finale uh, of Big Boss. And um, yeah, it it was so good. Got there. Uh, so it's about an hour's drive from Mumbai, um, where the house was set up in a place called Lonavla, which is quite pretty. It's like a nice hill station. And um you know, was all decked up. I had a nice stylist. I had a makeup artist. You know, someone do my hair and makeup for me. And then there I was just broadcasting my way through the finale. And, you know, I got to uh, interview all the uh, finalists um, who took part in that season. I got to hang out with Salman Khan because he has a little chalet connected to the actual house where he has his gym. You know, he he eats there when when they're shooting because it's such long shooting hours. Um, So I got invited to the after party as well. So I was literally just hanging out with all the celebrities of that year. Um, So it was just, it was a dream come true. So that was a really, really big highlight career. That sounds like just 
monumentally just yeah. phenomenal. That that does sound like something that will just absolutely stay with you, um, stay with you forever. Um, yeah. Anushka, one of the things that I want to ask you about, and this is uh, you know kind of slightly changing direction a little bit here is about um it's about diversity in 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 radio um mm. you know i'm i'm up in in yorkshire um and i you know grew up listening to radio in the in the 90s and um you know it was it was very much even when i started working in radio it still felt very much like it's a you know it is a it's it's a white middle-aged kind of man sort mm. of industry things have obviously changed a lot since since then but um that's easy for me to say i'm interested in your perspective on 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 that and what your thoughts are about diversity in radio so i think i think it's it's a little bit slow uh, I think there's not that much diversity. Um, well, there wasn't, a, you know, a few years ago, but I think it's changing slowly. Um, I think it there there's still a lot to be done. Um, I still don't see that many, you know, ethnic minority ra- uh, radio presenters on, you know, mainstream radio, which I do find a little bit sad uh, because I'm always, you know, looking out for opportunities, um, you know, on, say, like a KISS 100 or a Capital FM um bbc probably not so much because they have so many different avenues of you know bbc radios and tvs and all of that so i think just keeping bbc out of it for now but you know these mainstream commercial radio stations i do feel that they still need to pull up their socks and maybe kind of you know actively recruit ethnic minority um presenters because i i just don't see enough of that at the moment mm. um so I, I i think it has started a little bit i would say but i think there's a long way for sure do, do you think that the industry does enough to kind of make itself open to to people um yeah i'm kind of thinking about you know, maybe people who are growing up at school uh people even at university you know, do, do, is the whole sort of makeup of media and, and specifically radio that you kind of look at it and think, well, I've got I've got no chance because that representation isn't particularly there now. Yeah, I mean, I don't think it does. I think the industry still needs to do quite a lot. I mean, I was invited to speak um, for the Radio Academy on diversity and, you know, female radio presenters uh, a few months ago, but that was it. I've not seen anything else, you know, in schools or colleges or, or any of that sort. I just feel that, you know, it needs to be pumped up a little bit and you know, be given a lot more attention to, like a sports does, like a a science does, or, uh, you know, accountancy, law. I just feel that media isn't up there at the moment uh, with these kind of subjects. So I think, um, I think, I I don't know why people shy away from it so much, um, but I do feel that, you know, even when I was studying it as well, I mean, i I think my parents were first like, are you sure you want to do this? I mean, you know, they never said no to me, um, but, you know, they had never heard of kind of anyone going into the media. Um, So I I think it's still, there's still a lot that needs to be done in schools potentially and, you know, actually making it a proper subject and saying, you know, if this is what you want to do, then, you know, we've here you go, we've got a subject for it and we can teach you, um, you know, the stuff around it so yeah. i think I, I i do think there needs to be quite a lot done uh for that at the moment well said and i think some some really really important and key points in there so thank you um 
what does the future hold then do you think for for you what are your um you know aspirations and and aims from from here on in um i think just actually off the back of diversity i'd love to be you know presenting on a capital fm or a heart or or a kiss 100 or a you know lbc or whatever i would love to do that and i would love to not to be put you know somewhere in the middle but i w- i would love to be on a prime time being asian and being female i feel like I would love to be somebody to break the boundary for the younger generation who can then look up and say actually you know what if she can do it so can we and there's that path that has been kind of curated for them I don't want them to kind of have sit there and have no confidence and say well what's the point of doing doing radio or broadcast journalism when there's kind of no future I don't want that. I want people to think actually this is a really good career and I would love to do it uh, without any hesitation. Of course, everybody has to work hard and of course, you know, there are going to be hurdles along the way, but let's get rid of this one big hurdle for now. So, I would love to see myself, you know, on a mainstream channel doing doing that or, you know, even if it's not radio then TV for sure. Mm-hmm. Um I always ask people about their advice uh, and kind of tips and stuff for people that maybe want to follow in their footsteps and go on to you know have their own radio show one day and I'm, I'm going to ask you the same question but I'd also like to put a little slant on it as well just off the back of what we've been talking about really so you know more specifically for people maybe from minority groups and, and from um, different backgrounds who maybe look at media and think I don't really think that's for me, even though I'd love to do it. It's maybe not even worth me trying. So probably two questions there, really. You know, if there's any specific advice for people that, that, that come from, from, from a different background or just generally kind of your, your advice and, and tips from your experience. So I think if if you come from a different background, I don't think that should stop you. Like I'm Asian, I'm female. I carved my niche with doing Bollywood and that's because I love it. I think the whole thing is it doesn't really matter where you come from. I don't think it really matters, you know, what your background is. Just do if you want to do radio, pick a subject and talk about something that you love. Uh because you're going to love it and you're just going to feel like you haven't been working. Uh you know, you won't see it as work. Like I come to the studio every day and I don't think this is work for me because I after so many years, I still have so much passion for radio and I just love what I do. So, you know, I don't think that should get in the way. Um, and, and you know, you know, I think in terms of advice and tips, don't ever give up. I didn't give up. I used to do a lot of work that was, you know, voluntary and, and I used to do things that I had to do, you know, for free. I never used to get paid for hospital radio because they don't have that kind of budget. But, um, you know, if you want to gain experience, that's what I did you know, I wanted to gain so much experience that I was just ready to grab any opportunity that came my way. So I did it. I never said no to anything. Um, You know, if they said to me, do this graveyard shift, I would do it. If they said to me, do the afternoon show, I would do it. If they said to me, you need to sit, you know, sit with one of the other presenters and train and really up your game, fine, I would do it. That wasn't a problem for me. So it's just grabbing those opportunities and just never, ever giving up. I think I think that is really, really one of the first and foremost things. Just keep going. Brilliant words, brilliant words. I, I feel like we've we've talked about some some really brilliant things there and some really important subjects. Um, now, Anushka, we're going to bring that level crumbling right back down to the gutter because it is time for us to play Jock Against the Clock. 
Okay. Woo. Jock against the clock. So, um, Jock Against the Clock, this works whereby you are the jock, you are a radio DJ, DJ disc jockey, jock, uh, and I'm going to pitch you against the clock. I'm going to ask you five questions, um, you've got to answer them as quickly as you can. Okay. So at the end of it, obviously we'll have, we'll have your time, mm-hmm. but there will be a 10 second penalty to add on for any questions that you get wrong. Okay. Now, look, I'm not, I don't I don't want to pile any pressure on here. If you get them all wrong, then you are out. And <laughs> that hasn't happened yet. You are our 10th contestant. It has not happened yet. Um, because this is the May episode of the podcast, all these questions are in some way related to the month of May. Um, in the April podcast, we actually got a brand new leader at the top of the oh. leaderboard, Michelle Dignam from uh, BBC Radio Manchester. She went top on 52 seconds. At the other end of the scale, Dave Cooper from Gadio, uh, 98 seconds, unfortunately, is the uh, lowest score that we've had. So 52 at the top, 98 at the bottom. Where do you see yourself in 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 this little equation? <laughs> I know this is really not like positive thinking, but probably right at the bottom. Like I'm <laughs> probably going to set that. a new record for you today. <laughs> Everyone says that. Michelle said that last month, and she came out as the new leader. So, are you are you ready? Are you in the zone? I'm ready. I'm okay. in the zone. Yes. All right. So, in three, two, one. Start the clock. Let it be was the last studio album by which band in May 1970? <laughs> I have no idea. I'm not even going to attempt to answer that because I don't know. I'll move on. Which football team won the Premier League on the 2nd of May 2016, oh having God. started the season as 500 to 1 outsiders? Uh, can I get any clues? Can I get help because I'm useless at football? Uh, in the Midlands. I have no idea. We'll move I on. Don't know. <laughs> the 19th of May 2018 saw the royal wedding of Prince Harry and who? Meghan Markle. Way! Who, who was elected Britain's first female prime minister in May 1979? Oh. I don't know. You could pass if you don't. No. Pass. And Paul Heaton's birthday is on the 9th of May. What was the band that he formed in 1988? Pass. Stop the clock. Jock against the clock. <laughs> okay. So, uh, you did it in 57 seconds. <laughs> We've got to go back through and uh, look at your answers. It's always a little bit potluckless. So you never really know whether or not... I mean, they're all, as, as the saying goes, they're only easy if you know the answer, isn't it? So Yeah, let's have and a look. this time constraint is just an added stress to me. Yeah, I, I, a lot of people say that, that it's as soon as you kind of have that thing of being timed that you know the answer to some of them. It's just, poof, it's gone. Exactly. So, Let It Be was the last studio album by which band in May 1970? It was The Beatles. Uh, which football team, if you're not a football fan, maybe you wouldn't know this, which football team won the Premier League May um, 2016? They started the season as 501 outsiders. It was Leicester City. Oh. Prince Harry, of course, married Meghan Markle. Uh, he got that one right. That means Yay. that you you completely avoid that uh, horrendous shame of, of, of not getting them all right. Uh, Britain's first female Prime Minister, May 1979, Margaret Thatcher. Of course, of course it was. 
and Paul Heaton's birthday, 9th of March, his band, The Beautiful South. Oh, my God. That was Abs- a hard one. That was a hard one. That was fair. hard. Yeah, the rest were easy. The rest were easy, but I don't know why I didn't get them. They were so easy. This is this is it, isn't it? As soon as you were put on the spot, it exactly. becomes more difficult. So, right, okay, let's look at this. You did it in 57 seconds. Ooh. We unfortunately have to add on... 10 seconds for the first one, 10 seconds for the second one, and then 10 seconds for the fourth and 10 seconds for the fifth. We've got 40 seconds to add on. And that is going to bring you out at 97 seconds. Oh, my God. I, I have good news here, though. Dave Cooper, 98 seconds. Whoa! <laughs> so let's describe this as you go straight in at number nine. Yay! You are our ninth <laughs> best contestant in Jock Against the Clock. As I said earlier, they're only easy if you know them, aren't they? This um, is a brilliant game, though. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> Anushka, do you know what? I mean, I, I could carry on talking for the entire day because it's just been um, brilliant to hear about you and what you do. Um, as I said earlier, I love talking about Sunrise Radio because I have memories of it from, like, you know, bit, still being at school. Um, so fantastic to hear more about the um, station. Um, and just thank you so much for, for coming on and, and sharing your story and, and telling us all about what you do. No, thank you so much for having me. It was uh, a pleasure speaking to you and it was so much fun. Thanks a lot. Radio Essentials is all about providing content and services for radio people. Please check out radioessentials.com. Make sure you're following us on the socials as well, at Radio Essentials. We give loads of stuff away, so you want to make sure that you're involved with that. Okay, we'll be back next month with another guest from the world of radio. We'll see you then. The Radio Essentials Podcast. Visit Radio Essentials online, radioessentials.com.